21 winner. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, place your best. Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to the AV Forums Podcast, presented by Phil Hinton. Hello and welcome back to our coverage from CES in Las Vegas and we'll start straight away with some more interviews. So we're on the LG stand with Nathan uh, Freeman. Nathan's going to take us around uh, the stand today and show us some of your products. Uh, welcome along to the AV Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Now, uh, it's, it's always interesting, CES. It's always massive and everybody's got the new toys. So maybe you can explain some of the, the new display devices you have coming to market in the, in the year ahead. You know, LG has a lot of innovative devices that are incorporate smart technology, design, and enhanced functionality, several of which are here throughout our huge booth at CES, one of which is a 42-inch flat panel LCD HDTV that's only 1.7 inches thick. It also has invisible speakers, so there are, no, there are no speaker grills as they're embedded into the bezel. As you walk through the booth, you'll see other unique products such as uh, champagne flute-styled home theater systems that have a very narrow, shiny, black, glossy look to them that were tuned by Mr. Mark Levinson, a renowned worldwide audio expert. We also have new technologies across the mobile arena, such as mobile pedestrian handheld, or MPH technology, that delivers digital television directly to mobile devices. Now, is the, the mobile device there, I take it that's just for the American market, but do you see that maybe stretching over to Europe? You know, I think that's a great question. It may, but I think the most important thing to remember with these technologies is that how it relates to the consumer and how it helps the consumer. No technology is going to take off really without helping consumers live their lives better. And that's what this technology does. Now, one of the big things for CES this year, and a lot of manufacturers are taking this route, it's to make... The, the products more appealing to say the female audience out there um, females make up to 50% of the buying decisions that are made each year so is, is that LG's route is that the way you're looking to design uh, your products to, to have a wide uh, market appeal you know as a mass premium brand LG designs their products with multiple consumers in mind um, and we want to design them for people who are looking for stylish innovative products um, that are uh, deliver the most enhanced technologies that are as versatile as possible and, and really easy to use for consumers. What we have in the booth today, which is in the back booth, is uh, in the back of the booth rather, is a, a wireless TV, and that's a good demonstration of a technology that is convenient for some who have to put their TV across the room from the cable input as well as from the other devices that they hook up to it. So it's really about cons- consumer convenience. And what about the, the confusing aspects of the technology? We hear buzzwords all the time, 1080p, 720p, HDTV, SDTV. It, it, all, it can all get very, very confusing very quickly. So what, what does LG uh, do to make life easier for the, for the consumer? Several things. One of which is, it's about, you're right, it is about 1080p, and there's a lot of acronyms in this industry. It's about you know, providing a clear choice and simplified designs and uh, step-up models that really consumers can understand what the differences are and really understand why they're purchasing a certain technology. So no crazy acronyms, no 14 different letter model names that you have to go in and ask for. So whether it's the Opus series or the LGX, the Voyager, 
the Venus. It's you know it makes it easier for consumers. Now flat flat TVs usually sold themselves in the past just because they were a flat TV, but um, we're really noticing now that the the design aspect is that to make it thinner and thinner. And you have a very thin screen there. I can actually see it over in the corner. And um, maybe you can explain that a little bit to us. Sure. You know, LG has put an emphasis on four areas, three areas rather, in their flat panel design this year. Design, picture quality, and audio. And all those are inherent in some of our uh, products as we move forward in 2008. The 1.7 inch thick panel is a testament to that, to consumer demand. Um, people want thinner panels they can either hang on the wall or, or put as a piece of art in their home. As That's you know easily said as you walk through the booth today um, and they enter CES, that's their theme, is melding of technology and art. And uh, one last thing before we, we leave today um, is the whole Blu-ray HD DVD uh, theme. And um, where we're standing on the booth at the moment, I can see your Super Blue player there. How do you feel that market's going to progress, especially given some of the announcements that have been made prior to CES? Well, you know, there's always speculation about what's going to happen with HGDVD. But right now, LG is committed to delivering a product that takes a choice away from the consumer, that takes choice, enables consumer choice, rather. And so they don't have to choose one player or the other. They can use one player to play CD, DVD, HGDVD, and Blu-ray. So until there's a time when there is one clear winner, we have a product that solves all the consumer needs. Well, it's been great catching up with you on the stand. Thank you very much for joining us on the AV Podcast. And all the best for the rest of the show. Thank you. All the best to you as well. The highest definition. 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 This is the AV Forums Podcast. And I'm with Greg Lee at the Panasonic stand. We're going to talk about display devices on show at CES. And first of all, we're standing next to your LCD line. 2008 so maybe you could just explain a little bit about the technology you're using well what we're doing of course is we're using IPS panels uh, which typically because of the way they are designed allow for a much wider viewing angle than your PVA panels that are typically from you know our competitors so wide viewing angle uh, we also have Panasonic is now in the US market we'll see a 26 a 32 and a 37 inch LCD which we didn't have previously and to help improve motion resolution on these sets, we, we're using what we call motion focus technology. What motion focus does is it uses a blinking backlight. So as the LCDs are changing from one input signal to the next, it basically turns off and masks the movement of the LCDs. So we're seeing a marked improvement in terms of resolution under motion conditions. Does that employ some kind of scaling chip, or, or is that something you've designed in-house? Uh, it's actually not scaling necessarily. It's just you know reacting to the input signal, so it basically masks the time. So it's not scaling or interpolating extra frames. It's uh, getting the most resolution out of 60 hertz that you possibly can without spending all the extra money on 120 hertz. Your sets are usually very, very good for calibration, and obviously it's something that we preach to everybody that goes out and buys a flat screen because the one thing they don't think about is the environment that they're going to use it in. So what do you have in your menu systems nowadays for uh, proper calibration uh, to D65 and so on? Well, what's really exciting is on the 800 series and the 850 series, they both come uh, pre-calibrated to the REC 709 standard. Uh, The 800 even has THX uh, certification this year. Then stepping up from there, we get into the 850 series, which has what we call our studio reference mode, again, which is pre-calibrated. Uh, it also has a pro settings menu where you can go in and you know tweak the calibration in the surface menu. You don't have to go into the service menu. So things like gamma, bike level extension, color balance on the low and the high side for the different <laughs> color primaries are right there at your disposal. And then last but not least on the 850 series is something we're calling digital cinema remastering. You know, if you go and see a movie at a theater, 
the color palette that's available there is much wider than what they can squeeze onto, like a Blu-ray for home because of you know 8-bit color. So, but knowing what we're doing in Hollywood, we work very closely with the studios, and we have Panasonic Hollywood Labs here in the United States. So, working with the studios, we know how the colors that they get for digital cinema end up having to be compressed down to fit within the HDTV color space. So, what digital cinema remastering does is it re-expands, it's like compression expansion, expands that color palette back out to the DCI standard. Uh, and, of course, the color points are quite a ways out there, typically further than what phosphorus can reach. So we're using a new color filter system to help maximize extending those color points out to match up. And uh, unfortunately, they're not here because we have this great demonstration back in this hallway where they could actually see this in effect, and it's beautiful and impressive. Now, THX certification, that's something new for a display device. So what's the thinking behind getting THX on board? Uh, with THX, it's something, you know, it's a name that everybody's familiar with if you're, if you're familiar with home cinema. And, of course, THX has a certification program that looks at displays and makes sure they fall within the criteria of things like D6500, color points, you know, accuracy, grayscale. So we're doing that on our 800 series. And then, like I said, we're going to our own studio reference, also calibrated with the digital cinema color remastering capability. Now, obviously, the, the Color One um, setting, we saw that recently on the, the 2000 projector from Panasonic. Um, I take it that's, that's roughly the same type of thing. It's, it's been uh, pre-calibrated before delivery to, to give the best performance. I would assume that that's it. You're saying Color One? Yeah, it's uh, Color One. It was used by um, your Hollywood studios to accurately set the colors. Um, so I take it it's the same technology in your panels? Yes, that's right what we're talking about. Now, another thing I noticed at the press conference, and it's something that will probably interest our UK listeners, is uh, the 32-inch is 1080p. Um, yes. What's the thinking behind that, then? Well, you know, the bigger number always seems to win, and so customers are drawn to 1080. And so we have now migrated that resolution down to a 32-inch and a 37-inch LCD panel. So if that's what the customers want, we make it available to them readily. Let's move on to uh, your plasmas, and I've got to say one of the biggest plasmas I've ever seen, because I think it is the biggest plasma, 150 inches. Um, now, is that flag-waving, or is that a, 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 vi- a viable product for the market? Well, it's, uh, you know, of course, we like to wave a few flags to you know, get some attention to ourselves, but where that is coming from is that in 2009, we'll be opening a new plasma facility, our P5, in Amagasaki, Japan. At that facility, they'll be able to handle a 150-inch mother glass. So is it a viable product? Well, the ability to manufacture it certainly would exist to do so at that facility. Uh, But the beauty of that is that instead of cutting 42-inch panels, we could cut up to nine 50-inch panels out of a single mother glass off that uh, production line. And uh, the other benefit of that new factory is plasma panels that are less than one inch thick. And we'll also see the efficiency of these panels multiply by a factor of two next year as well. So getting double the brightness out of the same power input or same brightness at half the power. So the plasmas are going to become more and more economical to operate because of these improvements in efficiency. One last question for you, Greg. Um, the buzzword at the moment is networking. So how, how do your panels uh, integrate into a network? Well, we have a new ViraCast take capability in the 850 series and this is IPTV and uh, currently we're partnered through Google with uh, with YouTube and with Picasa so you can 
watch your you know videos online or upload images. It'll also tie into your network and be able to access you know pictures and other uh, information on the current network. So for you have it on your laptop, your PC, uh, and right now we're also indicating that it'll have you know RSS feeds that are like. Um, weather and financial will also be available on it. So that's kind of the tip of the iceberg, and that's where we sit now, but we certainly hope things will expand from there as well. Well, Greg, you've got a huge uh, display area here. I wish you all the best for the rest of the show, and thank you for taking the time to speak to us. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming by and talking with us. For daily AV Chat. AV Chat. Log in to avforums.com. They might be very nice people. I'm, uh, I'm with John on the Phillips stand, and... Uh, it's a very, very busy CES again this year, uh, John, and um, very interesting press conference from Philips the other day regarding uh, your new products. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about um, the products that you have on your stand here, especially your display devices. Well, Philip, when you take a look at what we've got, we're standing here in front of a TV set that's got a pretty impressive picture. What I'm showcasing to you, and unfortunately the, view, or the listeners can't see, is a two millisecond response time in LCD. Now... People worry about performance on a TV set. Well, with two millisecond perfect pixel HD engine uh, and all the other attributes like Ambilight that we can throw at the customer, we're going to give you a great picture. But people want it to look good. So we have introduced here for our 2008 line the design series. And again, looking at the set, you got to admit, the old boxy but good theory on the bottom on this TV here versus the top one with the sleek picture and this, uh, the great looking curves is a great uh, solution for what we're doing. Now, one of the interesting aspects that came out of the press conference uh, was Philip's aim to make things nice and simple for people. Uh, simplicity is, is one of your keys un- under your, your brand name, um, but also aiming things at, at, at the female audience because females make up 50% of the buying uh, decisions. So uh, is it just in the design or, or, or are, no. are there other aspects? No, Philip's in the operation. I know, again, we're doing a little podcast here, but on the menu of the TV set, like this one over here, we have something called Settings Assistant. And you can uh, let your folks know as they listen that you're going to be looking at a series of pictures here. And all um, when you look at the picture, you get to choose what you prefer on the left or the right side. Picture of a butterfly. Do you like that side or that side? Here, we're choosing uh, black level control, right? On this one, we're choosing contrast. On this one, we're choosing uh, flesh tone. On this one, we're choosing color saturation. And on this one, we're choosing sharpness. So five simple pictures in an eye test type design allow you to adjust your picture. Philip, when's the last time you adjusted the picture on your TV? Um, well, I'm actually an ISF calibrator, so I do it all the time, but, but all right. never mind. <laughs> well, th- all right, when's the last time your neighbor did who won't let you do his TV, yeah? In the United States, over 90% of the people never, ever adjust their picture. They take the TV set out of the box, they turn it on, and they watch it. That's why you make lots of money, I hope, doing ISF calibration. Well, no, we, we do reviews, so it's... Obviously, we use it from the review standpoint. You know, we calibrate the sets and measure them before and after calibration and so on. Um, but obviously, it's an important area for people, and that makes it nice and easy for yep. people to do. So basically, I show you over here again the performance with a two-millisecond panel. I show you a great-looking design. This TV set also has hidden speakers. We call it invisible sound. Built-in subwoofers in the back. I give you an easy, easy setup screen like this with Settings Assistant. Throw a whole bunch of HDMI inputs at you. And let you pick from 32 to 52. Will that be cash, check, or charge today, sir? <laughs> so we're talking about the technology of the sets here, but um, let, let's move things on a little bit more and uh, talk about um, content. Content's a very important thing 
uh, when it comes to your products. And I understand Philips are, are very much in the Blu-ray camp. So you have your, your Blu-ray machines here? Yes, sir, we do. We've uh, introduced our second-generation Blu-ray product, uh, 1080p, full compatibility, 24-frame if you want to go that. It supports all the latest Blu-ray standards uh, that's available. And it just when you hook it up to the TV, which is uh, across the other side of the stand over here, it looks fantastic. Now, there's a... There was an announcement before CES um, regarding Warner's and their decision to to back Blu-ray. So how do you think that's going to kick the market uh, going forward? Well, I look at it like a consumer, and when the consumer chooses, movie companies have to make decisions, and I think they're watching the consumer, and the consumer looks like they're buying Blu-ray. Now, it's it's great to speak to you. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us on the AV Podcast, and all the best for the rest of the show. Thanks for being here too, Philip. Bye-bye. So that's all we've got time for on this edition of the AV Podcast, but stay tuned. 